Why do people want to be at work? To feel heard, appreciated, part of something, and to know there's a career path for everyone. Inclusive workplaces are linked to increased innovation, productivity, and employee satisfaction. Make your organization a place where people want to be. For inclusion and diversity training, visit inclusion-program.com.au. The government has been under pressure over a cost of living crisis and worsening housing affordability. Amid those concerns, it's unveiled its blueprint for a new migration strategy. Home Affairs Minister Claire O'Neill says migration numbers need to be brought back to normal. We are going to make sure that we bring numbers back under control, that we build a better planned system around essential things like housing, and perhaps most importantly of all, that we build a program that delivers for the national interest. After the post-pandemic reopening of Australia's borders, the number of new arrivals versus the number of departures peaked at more than 500,000 last financial year. The government hopes to bring a net migration down to 250,000 by 2025, which it will largely achieve by introducing tougher rules for international student visas. These will include a genuine student test for all visa applications and an increase in English language requirements for student and temporary graduate visas. Claire O'Neill says the change will improve the quality of students' educational experience in Australia and reduce the potential for workplace exploitation. Now, what we have seen with students who are struggling with their English is that they are at much higher risk of exploitation and that they are likely to gather in really low-paid work and uh, not be able to move out of that over their time in our country. Now, we want to run a good integrity filled education system here, but we also want to set our students up for success. And if we allow them to come here without functional English that will allow them to work, we're not doing that. The change has brought mixed reactions from international students. Harry Cookrell is completing a Masters of Marketing Management at the Australian National University and supports the move. I literally think that it's quite necessary, to be very honest, when you, you know, come to a foreign country where, you know, English is their first language. I think you have to be very proficient about it. But Chinese postgraduate chemistry student Kelly says a high proficiency in spoken English is not critical to her research. Most time we just need to uh, read to do experiments and uh, we seldom to spend so much time to uh, communicate uh, with others. The new migration plan also aims to cut the number of people on temporary work visas with a new skills-in-demand visa. It will include a pathway to attract highly paid and highly skilled workers by cutting red tape and visa processing times, a move welcomed by Tech Council of Australia CEO Kate Pounder. There are some very deep skill shortages in our economy, which, when we don't get them right, can make it harder to grow our economy, make it hard to create innovative businesses that want to export to the world and, and in some cases can jeopardise our national security if we're finding it hard, for example, to fill roles like cybersecurity specialists. So we just think that this change is going to be really vital to put us on a better footing economically as well as a more secure footing uh, when it comes to areas like cybersecurity. 
But Unions New South Wales says that the measures don't do enough to prevent the exploitation of international students. Secretary Mark Morrie is calling on the government to scrap the cap on working hours on international students, saying those who break the rules are still at the mercy of their employers. Quite frankly, if you're a student living in Sydney and studying, trying to get a degree and you're doing some work, uh, you can't live in Sydney or Melbourne uh, on 20-odd hours a week. Uh, It's just unreasonable, unfair, and we don't believe students are coming here simply to try and leave their student visa to work and become permanent residents. Some have blamed migration levels for higher housing prices and a lower quality of life in urban centres. Opposition immigration spokesperson Dan Tehan appears to be one of them. What they forecast in May, in their May budget, was that 1.5 million people were going to come here over five years. Now what we've found out today, that that number will now be 1.6 million people over five years, driving up housing prices, driving up rents, driving up your inability to be able to see a GP, driving up congestion in our major capital cities. But Trent Wiltshire, the Deputy Director of Migration and Labour Markets at the Grattan Institute, says that's not true. He says economic modelling shows a lower immigration intake will reduce rents by just 1%. So I think overall there will be a, a marginal impact on rent, so we estimate around 1% over the next 18 months. So it will help a little bit, uh, but you know the main game for re- for reducing rent in the long term is building more housing. Uh, but more can be done in the short term as well. So things like boosting Commonwealth rent assistance further will help the most vulnerable renters. Edwina Guinan, SBS News. Need a few minutes to reset? Great Minds is a podcast from SBS that guides you through different meditation styles from around the world. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.